Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I'm your host, G Striker. Make sure to please check out my bookie right now. We got another game coming up. Where's my my bookie at? There it is. Mybookie.ag, promo code, all caps, one word, Steeler Nation, to double your initial deposit. Put in 25, you get 50. Put in 250, you get 500, up to 1,000. So you drop in 500, you get a G. Mybookie.com, bet on props, bet on the Super Bowl winner, bet on who's going to win the division. There's all sorts of bets. It's awesome, but double your deposit. Mybookie, use the promo code, our promo code, Steeler Nation, all one word, all caps. How you doing, Steeler Nation? Welcome back to the show. Total Sports Enterprises is giving away a brand new signed Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. Follow them at Total Sports Enterprises. Also follow Steeler Nation. Follow the terrible tailgate. And all you have to do is follow those three and retweet it automatically in to enter to win that Alex Highsmith signed color rust jersey. Good luck to you guys. But guys, the bungles are back as Myron Cope liked to call the bungles. I remember one time he was told by the NFL, said, Myron, you can't call the Cincinnati Bengals the bungles anymore. And he goes, well, when they stop bungling the ball, I'll stop calling them the bungles. (laughs) But they were back in effect this past weekend, putting out their greatest hits. What did we have last weekend? We saw, you know, got to run off the Bungles' greatest hits. The 2015 playoff game where Burfecht and Pac-Man melt down at the end of the game. Give us that field goal to win it at the end. Uh, Bill Cowler's last game in overtime with that ripper 90-yarder right up the middle of the field. Um, Video killed the radio star. First song on MTV. Great Bungles hit as well. And now a blocked extra point at the end of regulation to win the game. Missing a field goal in overtime, which was a shorter distance than that extra point in regulation. They even had a 59-yarder early, so I don't know how they missed those. Five turnovers, but four interceptions and in a, in a, in a forced fumble, and seven sacks. It was so fun to watch the Bungles back that it was just made my freaking day, especially with launching it. With that first pass and the first drive of the game, Minka Fitzpatrick coming back into being rookie Minka Fitzpatrick back for our team, taking him back to the house. He's lined up to try to be the next defensive player of the year. Unfortunately, with Watt down, we will get to that shortly as well. But Minka Fitzpatrick not only had a pick six, he had 14 freaking tackles and another pass defensed. Led the team in tackles, pick six, did it from the free safety position, had another pass knocked down. The guy was, and he blocked, blocked the extra point at the end of regulation. The guy is a mag, he's a monster, absolute monster. And we love having Minka on our team. Everybody is complaining. Some people, not everybody, some people are complaining about the contract. I know most of us were excited that we were re-signing Minka. That is why we re-signed the Minka. Dude is awesome. He's Moneyball. He's amazing. Going to you guys. This is your show. Anything you want to talk about? I've got a ton of things to talk about, but it's your show, so I'm going to go always go to your comments. 
Norma. Welcome to the show, Norma. Love having ladies and gentlemen on the show. Love my black and gold. We love them too. We love them too. What's up, Claude? Good to have you on the show. Ernesto, it's been a bit. We are, well, we are Steeler Nation, but you can be Steelers Nation as well. Steeler Nation is a little older than Steelers Nation by about 20 years or so. <laughs> Vita, welcome to the show, Vita. Let's go. Heck yeah. Nice to hear. Kenny Beamer. Let's go, Kenny. Let's go. Michael Scott Joyner. How you doing, my friend? Always good to hear from you. Do we push the panic button on offense or do they need more time to gel? I'm not pushing the panic button on offense. I'm going to go to my points, I guess, a little bit more uh, organically. since I'll let you guys bring up the points that I was going to talk to. But this is one of the points I wanted to talk to. It's about the Matt Canada offense. And the Matt Canada offense, first play of the game. Fake handoff, fake screen to the right, ended up shovel passing it straight up the middle to the tight end. I mean, it only went for three and four yards, but it was a beautifully designed play. Absolutely beautifully designed play. When is the last time we've we've run an actual reverse? We've run end, end rounds with our receivers. We've run jet sweeps with our receivers. Yesterday was like the first time in like 20 years I can remember a full-on reverse being run on our team. And that was to Claypool in overtime where he got downfield, got like 12 yards on that play. I mean, we are running plays that are working. We got to help this. I mean, obviously our blocking has to get better. It was below the bar at goal line situations, but that's why we brought in guys like Cole and Daniels. We're supposed to be able to push the pocket, push that defensive line back, get some yardage. We even had, so you can't have it both ways, Steeler Nation. Can't have it both ways. You cannot say that we had to pound the football. We're inside the five. Get the, always give the ball to, to Najee. Always give it to Najee. Now what I'm hearing today why do we go and give the ball to Najee? That was stupid. We we had two tight ends and a fullback. That was dumb. Like you're calling for it last year, screaming for it last year. We got it this year. We didn't execute, but we're doing it this year. Fullbacks getting the ball this year. Second tight ends getting the ball this year. Gentry with a big play downfield off the screen, ripping off a huge gain for us. I mean, that was the game, guys. Big parts of this game where our tight ends were the biggest receivers we had last week. Fryermuth and, and Gentry are like averaging between like 14 and 20 yards a catch. The rest of the wide receivers are averaging like six to eight. They were the they were the playmakers this past game. George, where were you? We need you to wake up. We need you to make some plays, George. I know he threw you at some targets, but man, gotta make some plays. Got to make some plays. Stay the Steelers. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Let's go, Steelers. Bob Standard, only one Raider Nation. Well, there's definitely one Raider Nation, and there's one Steeler Nation. So that's the way it goes. Try to, But here's a question for you, Bob. Would you let somebody call it Raiders Nation? No, you call it Raider Nation. That's why we're all up in arms. It's Steeler Nation. The Pittsburgh Steelers put out Steelers Nation because they wouldn't pay for our name. So we keep it. We're still Steeler Nation, and we're happy to share it with Raider Nation. Reggie Rivers, what's up, Steeler Nation from Bartlett, Tennessee? There you go. Welcome to the show, Reggie. Kenny Beamer, Mika needs a bonus. Dude, he already got paid. <laughs> he got paid. Well, I mean, he has, how sick is that? To get an interception, a pass defense, and lead the team in tackles. 14. 
four more than your inside linebacker who should always be leading your team in tackles. Minka did it all. At a, at a blocked extra point. Dude can do it all. He he won that game for us. Especially when Watt went down. Minka won it for us. He, he was it. That was it. Robert, people need to give Mitch a few games before fighting him off. He managed the game. He didn't lose it. That's exactly right, Robert Ross. I was talking over on the Twitter spaces for at Steeler Nation um, over on Twitter just right before this show. One thing I, you need to all recognize about Mitchell Trubisky, let's go over his stat sheet quickly. 21 for 38, not the best completion percentage, 194 yards with a touchdown, and the biggest stat of all, in my opinion, zero interceptions, none, no fumbles, no botch snaps. Dude, made, even off of that crappy-ass high snap from um, freaking J.C. Hassenauer when he came in after Cole went down for a couple snaps, that third down snap, he was lucky to get to that ball because he's not as big as Big Ben. Big Ben would just grab it like that and make it look comfortable. Mitch had to like, whoa, to get that ball, but he got it. Made sure that it wasn't a botched play or over his head. But the biggest play by Mitch Trubisky in overtime, right around midfield, when the pocket collapsed, Ben would have been sacked. Mitch spun off the would-be sacker, looked down the field, delivered a bullet to Fryermuth, Put us in field goal range. That was the game. That was the game. Mitchell Trubisky has a game-winning drive in overtime. Trying to catch up to Big Ben with all that he has in fourth quarter in overtime. Mitchell Trubisky has his first as a Pittsburgh Steeler. And man, was I happy as how to see it. So what is up with Daniel? He needs to get better. He's he, right now. He's not, he's not above the line. He's below the, the line. So needs to get a little bit better. I'm hoping he does. Claude really does. Uh, Carol, how you doing? Carol, welcome to the show. The O-line needs to step up ASAP. They did some good things. Good. They did some things bad. The one thing that they did better, Carol, that they haven't been doing in the preseason was the pass defense. The pass defense has improved significantly over our last two preseason games. And the, the Cincinnati Bengals have a good front seven. So I was really happy to see them give Mason some time. Mason did have to make some plays with his feet as well, but they looked much better in the pass defense game. They got to get better in short yardage. They got to get better in goal line situation because three yards of carry ain't going to do it. Ain't going to do it when our best running back was Chase Claypool <laughs> and we gave it to him six times. He was working the ball pretty well. So sometimes that's the way it's got to be until we can get the entire offensive line, especially the interior, which is just looking confused sometimes on these rushing plays. Um, but like, like um, Max Starks has told us on his podcast, stick with it. If they're still looking like this three weeks from now, it's a problem. It's a problem with the system. It's not a problem with the players. So that's what we're going to be looking at. Reginald McClendon, how you doing, Reginald? Welcome to the show. They need more time to gel. Offensive coordinator needs to change some stuff up a bit. Offensive line needs to work a little harder. Couldn't have said it better myself. Absolutely perfect take. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Claude, for two years, Canada has said that he wanted a mobile quarterback. Now he has two, and the offense still play like trash. Well, that still happens with your front front uh up your up front, your offensive line. If you're not getting time and not making holes, it makes the offense look worse. But 
You guys have to look at the offensive play calling. When's the last time we've run a reverse? We have different motions opening up different patterns. Gentry was wide the F open on that scheme on a tight end screen to our second tight end. These are plays we never ran before. It's a Matt Canada offense, guys. You take the good with the bad in this kind of thing. Even, even the pass out of the backfield, the, the fake handoff does a swing pass, lobs it up there right around the two-yard line. Najee takes it in for the score. That's a great play. That's a great play call in that situation where everybody's up there to stop the run. You do the play action, give him a little loft over. Mitch was dropping back just to make sure he could get it up and over. Done. And that's it. So a lot of motion before the snap, a lot of misdirection at the snap. That's the Matt Canada offense. And I saw a lot of it, a lot more than we've seen the last two years with Ben running it. So the fact that we didn't execute week one on the road against a Super Bowl team, if you guys want to cry about that, go ahead and cry about it. But I saw some positives. And play calling was not the negative. It was execution. Stay the Steelers. How's it going, Claude? Oh, everybody talking. I'm glad you guys all love this talking to each other. Where are the haters on DJ? Ken, guy's the best receiver on our team. You and I know it. The rest of Steeler Nation will know it by the end of the season. Dude gets open. And he's going to be catching a hell of a lot more balls. There's going to be less drops each season. Guy's a monster. Monster catches. He made that play on the sideline. That's like, this is what I used to talk about, about when we used to watch Antonio Brown. When we watched Antonio Brown, we always had like one play where we're just like, wow. Wow. And, and usually it would be reviewed and you're like, holy crap, how did he make that play? DJ just had one right there. His last game where he hurt his shoulder on that deep throw on the sideline was a wow play as well in the preseason. He's starting to become that kind of player where he's going to make a play that other receivers can't make. Behind the back, one hand, tap the two feet in. Didn't think it was in, reviewed it, it's in. Boom, done. DJ is the man. Absolutely love me some DJ. D Claude Bishop, Daniel, thanks for the that TJ update earlier today. Yeah. TJ, let's talk about TJ Watt's injury a second. I want to go through the injury rundown here quickly. Um, let me pull up my sheet here where I had my injuries listed. Uh, here it is. Um, we had obviously the biggest one being TJ Watt. Good thing about the pectoral injury. And here's something that nobody's talking about because I actually was a physical trainer. We used to watch game film of NFL game film each week on injuries to determine what the injury was when the player went down to see if we were right. So TJ Watt, when he got hurt, he did not get hurt on the tackle. He did not get hurt when he was like standing up on his feet is when he was down on the ground. He was reaching behind himself. What was it? With this arm, left arm, trying to grab um, Burrow's leg. So he pulled his muscle doing this motion, which is a motion a linebacker never makes in football unless they're like this after making a sack or something. But this motion on the ground, when he was trying to pull up and rip him down to the ground, he pulled the top part of his pec. So good thing about not hearing that it's a that it's a tear and he's out for the year because we would have heard that today. It's no question. If it was an absolute tear and he was out for the year, we'd hear it today. So he's getting some opinions right now, which leads me to think it's a strain. A strain is still a partial tear, ladies and gentlemen. So anytime you hear the word strain, it's a partial tear, but those can be helped with rehab. You do not necessarily need to get surgery on a strain or a partial tear. It can heal on its own. But 
One good thing to think about, like I just said, that range of motion that he got hurt on, he's not going to be repeating that range of motion often on a football field, especially if he comes back this season. So that's a good thing to think about because wrapping up and tackling is not going to hurt him. Going after quarterbacks, bringing him down. That's not this range of motion. <laughs> Reaching behind his head, trying to pull down got somebody from the leg. So really cool point. But Najee Harris as well. I was worried about his ACL on that tackle, the way he was bent backwards. I saw a report come back where they said it was a high ankle sprain. That is bunk. There is zero way you can get a high ankle sprain from being bent backwards. No way. <laughs> a high ankle sprain is an aversion. You have to it's you have to vert your leg outward, your ankle outward. So here's your foot. Your foot has to go this way for a high ankle sprain. It's usually always going to the inside when you're getting tackled and going down backwards like that. Normal inside sprain, but that's when it doesn't seem like it's bad at all. He got up, he walked on it. He jumped around on it a bit. He, he jogged on it a bit. I'm not as worried. He's even talking about coming back this week. So that would be huge. Um, Levi Wallace had an ankle injury and Robert Spillane got knocked in the eye. Uh, they're going to be evaluated the rest of this week. The guys that got hurt during the game, uh, Mason Cole left the, the game with an ankle, but he came back. Uh, Alex Highsmith also left with an unknown injury, but he came back to the game. And then um, in overtime, DeMarvin Leal and Cam Hayward both left for uh, part of the game, part of the overtime, but came back into the game as well. So doesn't seem like those guys, and they weren't even listed on the post-game injury report. So that's a bonus to hear, at least for the injury situation. Other than losing the best defensive player on our team and the best offensive player on our team with uh, Najee and Watt. And I will even argue, after watching Watt this past week, might be one of the best, might be the best player in the NFL. I know we do ranking. I know he's a top 10 player in the NFL. The way he played yesterday interception right there. I thought he was going to pick off that first PD when he went up high for it, just barely off his fingertips. And then he picked off the second pass that's in that area where you're supposed to be knocking down the ball. And that's what his brother used to do. And now TJ is starting to do that. Still got a sack in there. Guy is a monster. Still got two passes defensed, three TFLs with that sack. I mean, the guy is just an absolute disruptive playmaker. Um, I mean, it, it hurts our whole defense with him not being on there because him being on the field makes everybody else better because everybody on that offense has to worry about TJ Watt and they all have to worry about Cam Hayward on the other side. That makes this a difficult team to play against. But I'll tell you one thing. I was super excited about watching the light turn on for Alex Highsmith this past week. Like I said, Pick up that jersey, guys, for Alex Highsmith, Total Sports Enterprise, at Total Sports ENT. Three sacks. He had three sacks up through the first, like, 13 weeks last year. Three sacks in one game. Dude is coming on. The light has turned on for Highsmith. He is disruptive. That forced fumble, which I thought was almost an – I thought it was an interception when I saw it real time. I thought Hayward had an interception because I thought his arm was moving forward when he got it knocked out. But they ruled it a fumble. <laughs> fine with me still an excellent excellent thing i'm gonna go back to you guys a bit because i'll always talk about it yep zero picks rob yep you got that right claude mitch might not be that guy he might not be but he might be too michael scott joiner don't get me wrong i like mitch but there were a few plays that the whole offense looked lost i agree with your take on pickens yeah i mean offense is going to look lost the first week of the season especially with as badly as we looked the last two preseason games we're going to get better 
And fortunately, we got lesser talent than the Cincinnati Bengals coming up here the next couple weeks. If, if they can start gelling and working with these guys, when we start seeing our gauntlet down the season, Ravens twice, Bengals again, then we'll be ready. And I'll be looking forward to that. I agree. Thanks, Carol. Appreciate it. Reggie, is there any free agent outside linebacker we should bring in for a visit? Um, I'm not sure. I know um, Quincy Roche is on the Giants practice squad. We could poach him off of it. I can add him directly to our roster, uh, which means, you know, they'd have really no say on who was going to be coming over or who's not going to be coming over. Um, I will check right now over with Spotrack, uh, Spotrack, Spotrack, whatever the hell it's called, uh, just to see who the current free agents are um, because I haven't been tracking it. I, I, I have not been tra- Now, yeah, it was something I was thinking about tracking right before the show. I failed to do it. Now I'm looking up outside linebackers and we will know in moments who the available outside linebackers are. And for, for once, this thing is working well for me today. Uh, TBDs we have. Uh, Bradley Chubb, who's Melvin Ingram is out there. Guys want to get out Melvin Ingram back. <laughs> He's available. Um, Oconowonko is available. Um, Lorenzo Carter, he had a sack last year. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of good known players here on this list. Malik Reed, we picked up. He's listed on here, but I don't know why he's listed on here. We picked him up. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, oh, that's for next year. That's why I've got to look at the 2022 that was on the wrong guys. Let me update this list. Doy. Now we're back. Okay. We got, um, KG rights available. Um, Devin Kennard's available, old Arizona one. I'm not seeing any, any real big names popping out right now. Obviously, like the best players are already been taken. Uh, D Ford is up there for the old Kansas City outside linebacker as well. So uh, it's thin. You got to kind of go out on the limb and try to find somebody that you hope will project into being a good offensive lineman. Roche is out there. He's one of those guys. <laughs> I mean, we brought Jones back already. He was a guy that we that we kept over Roche the first time, but might want to pick him up. He knows the, the defense and the scheme. George, good to see you again, George. I do believe Kenny is the future, but Tomlin knows best when it's time. If Mitch plays all year, I'm fine with it. Me too, George. And one other thing you got to think about too, if you threw Kenny in as the starter game one, all the pressure's on this kid. I got to win. I got to do this for the team. Now, Throw it on Kenny. Kenny's been there before. He was the second pick in the draft. He took Chicago to the two of the playoffs and won their division again. And it, the, probably the only time Green Bay's ever lost the division <laughs> when they had Aaron Rodgers as their freaking quarterback. Um, but that's the smart way to do it. Have Mitch in there until Mitch can't go anymore. He's not performing or he's hurt. Then there's no pressure, zero pressure on Kenny Pickett to come in and perform. And you saw what happened came into the preseason games with no pressure on him. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. That's what that is a smart approach to take here for the Pittsburgh Steelers to get Kenny Pickett ready to play. Absolutely smart. Reggie Rivers, is there any free agent outside linebacker steel? Yeah, we just talked about that and you had it there earlier. Okay, you asked it twice. So nice you asked it twice. Thanks, Reggie. <laughs> if Mitch plays like yesterday, he won't start the whole season. Well, I'm assuming he'll get better as long as the entire the, the entire offensive line. I don't expect George Pickens to go no catches. I don't expect 
Claypool and DJ to be under 100 yards often um, once they start clicking. I mean, this this offense is going to click and clack. And it's they've got playmakers all over it. I'm excited to watch, especially now we got players like Gentry making plays. We got somebody like freaking uh, Connor can come in and make plays. Little head Connor. And we've got a guy coming off of the practice squad. He'll be elevated this week because of uh, possibly if Najee's not going to play, and that would be uh, McFarland. So Anthony McFarland would have a chance to be a playmaker and make plays because he has a diverse athlete. Those are the types of guys you want to see on the field. Robert, who is going to step up now that Watt is hurt? What a loss we suffered. He is a freaking animal. Absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. That's the biggest loss this team could take is losing Watt for a period of time. But fortunately, it seems like it's not going to be the entire year. But right now, it's Reed. Reed is the guy we went out and traded for right at the end of the season, right before the season started, I should say. He got a lot of, he got a good amount of snaps in the last game. He got a tackle for a loss. Um, he's ready to go. He's going to be next man up. Jones will have to be the, the backup for both. And we're going to have to bring somebody else in because what, no matter what, what is going on IR this week? IR only means you're out for four weeks. That's all it means. It's a good way to stash players with injuries that are going to be coming back. Watt has a chance, it seems like, he might be coming back six to eight weeks. That would be best case scenario. And honestly, <laughs> it, it would be a big boon for Steeler Nation. Absolutely would. George, what are, was Mitch's first game in two years? He did his job. That's right. Game-winning drive in overtime with no time on the clock. He did his job. He actually had two chances. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, Boz knocked that first one off the upright, and he was surprised he did. Would have been good from 66. That 56-yarder that he kicked. But he was good from a yard or a couple yards in. Three more yards in. That 53-yarder was right through the uprights. That was great to see. Mike, good to see you, Mike. I don't know if you've been on the show, but thank you for coming on the show. Here we go, Steelers. Thank you, Mike. Calvin Pittman. Hey, Striker. I'm turning a little bit, tuning in a little bit late. I couldn't get the game yesterday, but what was your evaluation of Mitch? My biggest evaluation, uh, just in a nutshell, Calvin, was that big play that he made in overtime. Packet collapsed. He spun off the, the would-be sacker, made that play downfield to Pratt Fryermuth to get us into free, a field goal range to win the game for us. And the biggest stat line for Mitch Trubisky, zero interceptions. Let him be like Trent Dilfer for the 2000 Ravens when they had an epic defense. Lots of turnovers. Just had an offense that didn't turn the ball over. Good running attack and a good special teams and just get there and kick field goals, not turn the ball over, zero interceptions, zero fumbles, zero botch snaps. Those are the important things for Mitch Trubisky for this week. Michael Scott, join up. Highly underrated Alex Highsmith. Yeah, light has turned on in that man. Claude, it's like TJ was in the Bungles huddle because he knew what they were doing. The one that hurt me the most too, Claude, out of all the highlights, the one that hurt me the most was when he read that play for the handoff to Mixon and he met the ball carrier when the handoff happened because we don't have a guy that can do that <laughs> consistently. Um, I'm, I'm hoping Highsmith starts doing that, but that was just special. Watt read it. He knew it was coming. He was there almost to take the handoff. That was just like the biggest. Reginald, how you doing? What, what kid wide receiver Pickens is going to be dangerous? That kid wide receiver Pickens is going to be dangerous. Our Steelers have a damn good receiving core. Yes, they do. And Pickens was on the field a lot. He got a lot of balls thrown his way, but he unfortunately, he didn't get anything. 
like he didn't wasn't able to catch anything. Uh, Miles, I missed you too, my friend. And unfortunately, like um, and, and see your ENT class just ends in awesome, awesome. Um, I'm working this week, Tuesday, tomorrow. I'm going to be in Philadelphia work, and I live in Baltimore. Got to work at Drexel University tomorrow night. That's usually when the podcast drops. Wednesday night, I'm going to be working in D.C. for the women's congressional softball game. So I've got a chalked week of uh, of late nights this week, unfortunately. So I had to push the vidcast to Monday, but fortunately we got it. And guys, I've got we've got a new sponsor, and this new sponsor is freaking hilarious. Manscaped.com. I got to go to my read sheet on this. Let's see if I can do it decently. Football is back, baby. And we're seeing guys like Minka Fitzpatrick take care of that beautiful ball and take it into the end zone. Manscaped will also be here to help you take care of your beautiful balls all season long. State-of-the-art tech will have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West quarterback pool. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Promo code STEALERS, all caps, one word, STEALER NATION, sorry. It's promo code STEALER NATION. So a couple things here. You can meet the best valued bundle for Manscaped's Pocket Rockets and the Platinum Package. At quarterback, we got the lawnmower, a wily vet who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop. With proprietary advanced skin safe technology, the lawnmower limits mistakes and protects those balls. Plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue. That running whip back, we got the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. Built to bust through all the right holes, a hairless nostril just keeps keep a, keeps that nose for the end zone. At offensive line, we've got our unsung heroes, the crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop revi- reviver, ball toner, the Trent Williams and Corey Lindsay of sack protection. Standing strong to keep our boys fresh and clean through all four quarters. At wideout, the cleanest duo in the league, ultra premium body wash and ultra premium two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. With their rugged scent, they attract both the ball and the ladies in the crowd. Plus, these two leave your skin and scalp feeling more hydrated, and that means more plays on the field and less water breaks. At tight end, we got a product that makes your end look tight. Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs, dedicated jewel pouch to increase ball handling and a cool, steady vibe thanks to their moisture wicking fabric. On defense, there's only one thing you need, the aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with refined cologne quality fragrance that keeps the locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. To top it off, we throw in the best coats in the league. The shed travel bag is a free bonus built to hold the whole team together as a travel side fumble resistant zipper so guys for this super bowl winning roster go to manscape.com get that 20 percent 20 off and free shipping with the promo code steeler nation all caps that's 20 percent off free shipping at manscape.com when you use promo code steeler nation and that's done with my read damn i did a decent job through that one i barely flubbed so it's been a while since i did that Alonzo Gomez Martinez, Mexico. I love the Steelers. Bueno, bueno. We, yeah, we always love our Latino Steeler fans. Go Steelers. Viva Steelers. Si, senor. We love it. Absolutely love it. Reginald, I have Minka Fitzpatrick jerseys. Let's go Steelers. Don't doubt my team. Also, 
there are a lot of Steeler fans in Baltimore. You're right. Claude, are you in Baltimore too? I'm not sure if you are, but there's like five or six Steeler bars. I used to go to Purple Goose Saloon um, in Washington, which is basically like Southern Baltimore, uh, right off of Route 1. And um, great place. I mean, they had the Icy Light on tap. They did a Pittsburgh style, like Permani sandwich. Uh, it was, I, they always had Icy Cans too. So it was a fun, fun place to go watch the game with like 200 Steeler, towel waving Steeler fans. They had, you know, raffles and everything else. It was always a blast going to there. Uh, but there's tons of those places. They always, they play Steeler polka after every touchdown, after every score. Uh, always a good time. Um, going back to the game, got to go down through what our defense actually was doing in this game, guys. Um, we talked about Watt with the sack, two passes, defenses, interception, three TFLs. We talked ad nauseum about the best player in that game, Micah Fitzpatrick, six, uh, pick six with his interception, a pass defense and 14 tackles to go with his blocked extra point. Now, Cam Hayward had a fumble recovery, a TFL and a pass defense. Witherspoon with an interception to pass defense. Highsmith Vorts in the fumble with three sacks and uh, two uh, TFLs. Sutton, he had an interception, but what the stat sheet failed to list on Sutton, he had two interceptions that were taken away by penalties. Sutton also nearly ended the game in the end zone on second down. He had both hands on the ball in the end zone. If he came down with that one, Game would have been over. A lot of our players still, TJ Watt wouldn't have been injured yet. It was absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. The game that Sutton had. This is like, I remember going full seasons, not getting an interception or waiting till week 15, 16 before our cornerback got their first interception of the game. We're just talking about corners. We already have Cam with one. We already have Witherspoon with one. Cam could have had, Cam Sutton could have had three in that game. Two were taken away by penalty. Could have had three. Guy was a monster. And I'm really excited to watch him progress. Because I haven't seen a ball hawk like him playing corner for our team since Rod Woodson. Rod Woodson was a cornerback ball hawk. And we haven't had that. Ike Taylor was a shutdown corner. He wasn't taking it away from you that often. He would sometimes. But he's not getting multiple turnovers in a game. That's something that Sutton can do. So super, super excited to see that. Oh, thanks, Claude. You're in Hagerstown. I love that Hagerstown has a Permanis. So Steeler Nation, if you're in the Maryland area, you go to Hagerstown right there at the mall. Got a beautiful Permanis actually there. So that's a place actually we stop every once in a while when we want to taste the home, pop in there, grab a burger or grab a, grab a sandwich, kielbasa. You know, now I got to eat freaking the uh, colossal fish because my heart, I got to stay off the terrestrial animals, so I got to eat the deep fried fish. I don't know if it's much better, but I'd like to think it is. Corey Frank, how you doing, man? Okay, Striker, our O-line is what it is, but it's not like Trubisky got sacked five or six times, and the protection was decent to okay, and he got sacked once, I believe. My point is we need to stop running it on first and second down because that's a pattern that we are going to do, and it makes us predictable. Hopefully, we change it on this Sunday because these three and, and three and outs are killing our defense and they will be burnt by week five. And that's a great point too there, Corey, because time of possession was absolutely insane. They nearly had a three to one time of possession. It was like 43 minutes and change on time of possession. And when you hold the ball for that long, you should be winning games by a lot. 
The only reason why they didn't was because we had, they had a negative five turnover ratio. That's the only reason. And then plus a missed field goal and a blocked extra point. That's how you lose a game where you have a, t- a, a time of possession around 43 minutes. Absolutely insane. But yeah, with, with the, the, you cannot sustain that time of possession with that defense as great as it was. They were all getting hurt at the end. They were all tapping out, getting cramps. Layout, I think it was Layal and um, High, or Hayward got cramps, it seemed like, at the end because they both came back in. But long game, first game of the season, coming back in on the road, it's tough. That is a tough way to have to start the year. But I do not see us – but the unfortunate thing, too, here is you have to run the ball to control the clock. First play of the game was not a run. That was a play action, fake screen to the right, Pitch up the middle, shovel pass up the middle of the tight end. They do have to, but I I do agree with you. They have to be diverse. Killed us in the, in, at the end of the game where we ran the ball and Najee Harris got hurt on that run because it stopped the clock. Second play, I don't know why the hell we passed because that would have taken a timeout or eaten 40 seconds and definitely would have taken their timeout. They would have had zero timeouts. They would not have been able, they would have to, to be a little bit more rushy going down the field, maybe more prone to mistakes as opposed to taking their time like they did at the end of last game to have all four plays to the end zone on their fourth and goal. So to, to actually get in and right before the game ended. So yeah, there's good and bad. I see what you're saying. They have to execute better though, no matter what. They got to execute better in the run game because what they're doing right now, it just ain't good enough. It's just not. Steven Antonio Scott, welcome to the show. Here we go, Rod. Yeah, I love me some Rod. I love me some hot Rod. Hot Rod Woodson. George. Lived in Baltimore for five years, now in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow, he's moving to the moving to the oh no, Charlotte, North Carolina is not in the triangle. That's the Raleigh Durham area. You're farther, farther away from that area. But beautiful town. I've been to Charlotte as well. I like that town a lot. Um Super Soup. Thanks, Stephen Austin Scott. I, I, I hope you're happy with the game. I was super excited, at least that we came out, found a way to win when we had like four or five times, like it seemed like we were gonna lose. We just didn't. George, lots of relatives still near Pittsburgh. I still drive out there with the RV on game days. I stay there in uh, Allegheny Park, just north of the stadium, right off of Ridge Road. Perfect place to stay because I don't have to pay for it from 5 o'clock on. Nobody's there. Pull in Saturday, 5 o'clock on. Don't have to pay for Sunday. Monday, they don't start till like 9 o'clock in the morning. Take my time getting out of town. Absolutely the best place. If you've got an RV, you should start parking up with me. <laughs> Freda Grooms, welcome to the show. Rod Woodson is my favorite player in my 40 years of being a Steeler fan. Me too. Me too. Rod is my number one. Heinz Ward is my number two. Love me some Rod, but there's so many great linebackers. Love me some Lloyd Harrison. Now Watt might end up being my favorite because Harrison supplanted Lloyd from me. Oh, just so many great players to have to love. <laughs> Claude Bishop, Primanis is where I watched yesterday's game. Awesome. How is the Steeler turnout over there, Claude? Because since it is a Primanis, does it have a huge, is it like a, a Steelers fan club bar as well? Let us know because if it is, I'd travel out there for a game, uh, especially if it's a road game. Glenda Ward, welcome to the show. What's your take on the refereeing on the game? A lot of fans were complaining, but I'm not sure the awful officiating was one-sided. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with with fans is when a loss happens, you want to point to the rest. I live in Baltimore. That's the only thing they point to when a loss happens. They never point back to themselves. 
the dumb things that they did in situations where they could have been smarter with the football or done different things to win games. They only point at the refs and that's living in Baltimore. Pittsburgh fans don't do that. I mean, yeah, we'll have situations where the referees are an issue. Yesterday, I think it evened out. I thought they got that play right. Fortunately, when they ruled them out of bounds, reviewed that in overtime, inbounds. Refs got it right. I mean, there's going to, like, I'll tell you the ones that I did not like. I did not like Sutton getting called for pass interference on the hand checking that he was doing when he was in front of the player and he made the play on the ball before the other player could touch it. That to me was not, that was not a pass interference play. Then the exact same play happened in the end zone on the Cleve on Cincinnati's touchdown where their guy mugged our guy and then caught the football where that should have been called offensive pass interference uh, and on, on, on their first touchdown. So turnabout's fair play. It happens both ways. Sometimes that's the way it, or sorry. No, it, it was, he mugged Pat Fryermuth in the end zone. Sorry. It was Pat Fryermuth trying to get that pass in the end zone. Got mugged, hit completely arm over his shoulder, being grabbed before the ball got to him. How do you not call that? That should have been called. That's the only one I was really, really upset about during the game. They got a lot of the tough calls right. Uh, can't advance the, the the football two minutes at the end of the game or in overtime. That one I forgot about because I was like, oh, damn. It's a great play ball mile out to force a fumble. But shit, the game yardage with uh, <laughs> Mixon getting up, uh, you know, third and short now. But no, it was uh, can't advance a fumble after a fumble and two minutes left. So they got that one right. Um, it's, it's a tough job. It usually evens out. Big things are we knocked that guy to the ground seven times. We didn't get called for a single uh, roughing the passer. So that's big. You know, th- those types of things can happen. Got to look for that stuff. You know, long enough timeline, it evens out. George, Steeler fan for life, good or bad, over 60 years. Awesome to hear. And you're the man that can still remember 50 years ago, the immaculate reception that turned the fortunes of Steeler Nation from perennial losers, from perennial carpets, from perennial Browns and, uh, and and Detroit Lions of now. At least they won national championships back then where they were like 8 or 12 teams, 14 teams. Steelers couldn't do it. Steelers couldn't even win a playoff game first 40 years. Till the Immaculate Reception. Good to hear, George. Can't wait for that celebration against the Raiders, too. That's going to be a fun celebration. Christmas Eve. Mark it on your calendars, guys. Miles! Mark Robinson going to eat, going to get some reps now that Spillane is injured. If Spillane is injured, yes, he will be active and he will get reps because they were rotating. Um, Because I saw... Yeah, because Spillane and, and Bush were rotating with Jack. Um, Allen was out there on special teams. I don't know if he got any defensive snaps. I did not take a look at the defensive snap sheets yet to see if he got any, uh, defensive snaps, but he definitely got a ton of special team snaps. Robinson was definitely, um, uh, he was on the bench for that game inactive, but I expect him to play this week. Yes. Especially if Spillane's banged up, you activate him. You might put somebody else down. For that game. Cheers to UCR Nation. I'm drinking a um it's called the Blacker the Berry. It's a lactose uh ale with blackberries from RAR Brewing over here in Maryland. Beautiful beer. Beautiful beer. 7.8%. Keeping me going tonight. <laughs> Keeping me well fueled. Claude! 120 people, about 90%. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I gotta come out to a game. I'll, I'll bring my towel. I bet you guys were waving your towels. Having a great time too. That is awesome. 
Because, uh, because you know, it being a, a Permani's place, you have to show the Steelers. Absolutely have to. Love that. I remember Stautner as our D and hopping on lane. Oh, night train lane? Which lane are you talking about? Uh, oh, geez. Yeah, that's, that's the old Hall of Famer lane that used to be on our team. I forget his first name. But, yeah, you remember all those guys. That's awesome. That If you even got to see Stautner play, that's amazing. I wish I got to see him play. Um, going back down through the list of the guys to Jack, the guy we brought in to help our, to help our run defense guys, 10 tackles. When's the last time our inside linebacker had double digit tackles? Didn't ha- it didn't seem like it happened at all last year. Jack started it off week one, 10 tackles and a TFL. Welcome to the team. Miles Jack. We got the Jack love having him here. Um, Guys, make sure you check out the, if you're going to the game this week, check out the Terrible Tailgate. We sponsor it now. It's our Terrible Tailgate, the Steeler Nation Terrible Tailgate. 40 bucks, all you can eat and drink. We got a DJ on site, 8 a.m. Lot 5A. It's right there on the same, um, it's right across Caddy Corner from PNC Park, closest corner to the stadium for Pittsburgh. Right there on the corner of 5A. So we're going to have Randy Grossman there, four-time Super Bowl winning tight end randy grossman will be there to talk to get some autographs it's gonna be a fun night fun fun morning for our first home opener against new england can't wait for that to happen too um and guys it's your show Uh, i'm gonna be starting to rattle down through some of my outtakes here and what's going on uh but also last thing please check out mybookie.ag promo code steeler nation to double your initial deposit 250 bucks gets you 500 that's the way doubling works times two So start putting it up, get some money here on this game, get some props in for this uh, Denver game against Seattle. I don't even know what's going on. I haven't watched it yet, Uh, but I'll start watching it here after the game. Um, Make sure to come and check out the podcast on Friday. Uh, If you subscribe to us on youtube.com slash Steeler Nation, you'll be the first to know when it hits. We're going to have the Patriots analyst from the Boston Globe. The writer Christopher Price is going to be on the show. So he's going to preview the game with us. I'm going to ask him some pointed questions on the team on to, to see how uh, Mac Jones' back is doing, uh, see if he can get back to this game. Uh, so it'll be an interesting discussion, but I'm going to ask him all of the pertinent questions that we have that we want to know and the matchups we want to see going into this game, what the Patriots do well, what they don't do well, what they're looking forward to, what they're not looking forward to. So excited, excited, excited to be interviewing Mr. Price, the uh, Boston Globe writer for the Patriots uh, this Friday on the Steeler Nation podcast. Make sure you read our great Pittsburgh Steeler-focused articles at SteelerNation.com. Uh, tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram at SteelerNation.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at underscore SN Podcast. And follow your host, Steeler Nation Striker, on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, at SN Striker, spelled with a Y. Back to you guys. Oh, you guys are quiet. All right, guys, that's all the time we have on the show this week. Thank you for joining us for the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, also sponsored by Manscaped, also sponsored by, what was the third one there? MyBookie.ag. I'm your host, G Striker, part of the Big Play Network, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!